Hi, this is Better Read Than Dead, a literature podcast from a left perspective. I'm Megan. I'm Tristan. I'm Katie. And today we are wrapping up our second season with a mini episode for you. And we'll also be talking a tiny bit about what we have coming up next season. And we are very excited. So this is a little round of roast and toast. We've got some really excellent candidates. So Katie, take it away. First, for our first roast, I'm going to roast Hester Prynne. I know you may find this surprising, but I'm going to roast Hester Prynne because she stuck around an old-timey colonial town for fucking Arthur Dimsdale. Yeah. The worst. Who, and and she did a sin crime with him by getting pregnant with his his baby, with his demon baby. And you should never fuck someone who is not cool enough to do a crime. No. (laughs) He's a loser who sucks. He's a loser. So to me, Hester Prynne, what you are is a lady who followed her boyfriend to Nebraska for grad school. And after after you two broke up, you still won't leave. And you're going to the bar in town trying to see him and get back together. But you're making yourself look like a huge loser. And you're tall. And you can do better than that. So this is a loving, <laughs> this is a loving roast. But consider yourself roasted and on notice, Hester. And, and I, I remember we uh, back in that episode did speculate, well, maybe he fucks real good, but then very quickly came to the conclusion there's no way no. Arthur Dimsdale fucks good at all. Like, that's just not. There's absolutely no way. Yeah. Can you imagine being like, the way that Arthur Dimsdale dicked me down last night? <laughs> no. no. No, I can't. Incredible. Nothing. No bragging to friends. No. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. No, it's it's something only enemies talk about. That's right. Um, next, I'd like to I'd like to honor someone who means a lot to me with a toast, a toast to Chillingworth, <laughs> Hester's ex husband, a absolutely blameless du- <laughs> Dutch weirdo. <laughs> Chillingworth. Today, I'd like to raise my glass to you. And everyone who responds to their wife cheating on them by getting their groove back by dressing like one of the village people. <laughs> you know, it had not, I had don't, I had not thought of this, but I want to just take this occasion to toast um, Van Helsing. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah. Because, yeah. you know, related Dutch scientist mm-hmm. and just the, the absolute king of that novel. Yeah, no, hands down. Certainly not uh, Jonathan Harker. Yeah. Oh, that that no. drip. <laughs> I'll I'll get to him. <laughs> I'll get to him. But I would like I'd like to if we could just to just really drink deep of the of the cup of petty juice that that Chillingworth has provided to us because he truly does execute a revenge a successful revenge plot on a minister that. It comes right out of Mean Girls. Oh yeah, yeah. From from the the constant hit from his constant jabs about how much Dimsdale looks like shit to the fact that he hates babies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he, yeah he does. He sure He's does. Li- yeah, yeah he, I'm not sure does. Hawthorne is any more a fan of babies. So certainly not because he's <laughs> smart. Um, 
but uh but but chillingworth um we love you we honor you we see you we toast eh, we toast to you okay <laughs> well i got i got one more hawthorne one i'm gonna toast nathaniel hawthorne raise a glass to nathaniel hawthorne for your vivid and lifelike portrayal of the haters and the jealous <laughs> bitches in this in the scarlet letter everyone is a nosy nelly every woman is lumpy <laughs> all the children are possessed by satan and everyone looks like a portrait in disney's haunted mansion which is also <laughs> what all of my enemies look like and and Honestly. also I, I mean i throw in there right that beautiful just i'm gonna shit on my co-workers yep. for no reason publicly <laughs> that he starts <laughs> the scarlet Absolutely. letter right? yeah no reason that he should be like um, this guy sucks and he just sits yeah. at his desk and he doesn't know anything. And all this guy talks about was Goose from 30 years ago. <laughs> this old guy that you don't know who's been dead for like 15 years. He sucks so bad. <laughs> <laughs> There's one guy, he's like, this guy's wife died to get away from him. <laughs> I think we also have to toast Nathaniel Hawthorne for his contribution to Moby Dick. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Being, uh, Melville, I mean, I think even though it doesn't feel like Moby Dick is edited, it in fact is an edited book and Nathaniel yeah. Hawthorne is responsible. Yeah, Toast Hawthorne generally, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think he's one of the winners of this uh, in the last two seasons. Yeah. Yeah. He was okay. also pretty hot for his time. Was he? Yeah. Uh, I've. Yeah, no, no, no. They, uh, sure. I've I've seen portraits. He's 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 a, he's a okay okay looking guy. Yeah, he's no I Edgar mean... Allan Poe. Love <laughs> <laughs> that sickly pallor. Yeah. You know, but, yeah. <laughs> Staring fiery eye, firebrand eyes, and not in the good John Brown way. No, no, no. In the uh, pedophile way. <laughs> in the pedophile way. Yes, indeed. Uh, okay, Tristan, let's hear what who who wins your awards and loses them well so i I have a few people that i would i would like to to roast um but i as i was thinking back through all the all of the 45 episodes that we've done before this one what really stands out is the readership of the new yorker uh (sighs) primarily for the just completely uh obtuse and uh and stupid reactions they had to Shirley Jackson's The Lottery, where they either mm-hmm. just were confused by it, or uh, including Ur- Ursula Le Guin's father, who was like, this wouldn't actually happen in a society. Like, okay, cool, thanks, thanks, anthropologist asshole. Um, but but so, yeah, just like completely missing the point of that, which is an awesome story, and I think the point is not that hard to fucking grasp, or no. should upset you in that way. I mean, it, it is an upsetting story, but not, not like, a, you said America was bad kind of thing. <laughs> Um, <laughs> no, I don't think it's there. It's not like and Wicker Man was true. Like it's. Um, but but I said and I would like to just telescope that out for that and include the the readership of the New Yorker generally because I feel like that moment that reaction in the mid twentieth century to the lottery really kind of tells you a lot sort of trans historically about the New Yorker's readership. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I'm so that- taking my tote bag and leaving. Yeah, <laughs> it's I mean, and I know I've said this before, but it's like the it's the case that he uses to invent the term middle brow. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, indeed. indeed. <laughs> and uh, that's 100% accurate. 
It, it is very very white cartoons as well. Yeah, um. they also just don't <laughs> like. Uh, you know, the readership was like freaked out by the stuff from In Cold Blood too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, that that absolutely tracks uh, generally and with their reaction to the lottery. I mean, when they, the, yes, is, I also love that that reaction to the lottery basically says, do these things happen elsewhere? <laughs> <laughs> like, not where I live, even if I live in like rural Delaware, that's yeah. definitely not where this happens. Like in the Middle West, someplace yeah. in Scotland where they have no people. That's right. Yes. Yes. <laughs> is this and, a Viking thing? <laughs> it is. <laughs> and, and for for my first toast, I'm gonna go. You know, my my boy, the uh, the absolute uh, goat, uh, Walter Scott. Um, I love know, him now too, and I can't believe it. Uh, that's so. Uh, what you, what I'm hearing right now is that I'm going to be able to get you guys to read Heart of Midlothian some season, um, which which no, no, trust me, it, it is it it's like you know is every way in which Rob Roy was like WTF is this thing Heart of Midlothian is good, but yeah, w- Walter <laughs> Scott sure. by uh, you know fucking Tory dipshit hanging a walrus skull upside down because he <laughs> thought the tusks were antlered building his medieval times LARP house with his novel writing money, then going back and having to write all these boring ass introductions so he could resell his books because he went bankrupt on some dumbass publishing scheme. Mm-hmm. And yet, and yet managed to like really sort of crystallize the form of the historical novel in, in English in a way that left, that is actually pretty fucking cool <laughs> if you're a leftist. So uh, he tries really hard to say he was really trying for the roast, but uh, he, he gets, he gets, he gets the toast instead. No, I toast him too. I really did love every moment of that. Yes, I, I am he extremely happy to hear that. <laughs> I mean, I was sort of surprised. I was like, damn, this book is too long. And then I was like, I have changed my mind. This is great. <laughs> it really picks up. It really picked up. It really did. Yes, it did. Um, okay. So I, I'm sorry, Tristan, but I have to, I have to roast Horace Walpole. I'm, I'm not uh, mad at all. Go, okay, go for I'm really <laughs> um, for let's just call them plot holes <laughs> in which people walk out of paintings never to be seen or heard from again. <laughs> Characters arrive on the scene in true Deus Ex Machina fashion, and this definitely reads like someone who's never written anything before. <laughs> mm-hmm. And. The way that you had to once explain to me that a giant knight's helmet falls on someone and it's not like a joke or or like a wizard or something. It just happens. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then this is the first gothic novel. This is yeah. this from from this emerges even the best of the form. And that yeah. is remarkable. But you really have to ask why too, right? Like why why That's didn't the they question. Just, Yeah. Like no, they people saw this like, oh no, we're not taking this any further. Right. <laughs> like, well, yeah, because once it peaks <laughs> yeah. It's it's rare that something peaks on its first go, you know, like the first shot out, but no, I think <laughs> it really did. And Megan, the I while I agree with all the substance of your roast, what I will say is that those are not plot holes. They are opportunity holes for you to imagine (laughs) there are moments in which i fill in the story in a 
pick your own adventure, choose your own adventure style adventure. Yes. What would you if if you were a a, a child would you would you want a coloring book where all the pages were already colored in for you? <laughs> or do I want to figure out where Grandpa goes when he gets out of the painting? And really, it's up to me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I, I have tried to save so many shitty pieces of fiction and movies by being like, well, maybe what the writer director is trying to do is like get you to fill, you know, <laughs> and, and, and it, it always, it's like, I'm just totally fucking making this up. I know? also want to like make clear, I am not the mimesis cops. Like, I'm not here to be like, this would never happen. Like, I know, like I watched the movie with the blue fishies in it that talk. Like, I am not. Mm-hmm. Like, this would never happen. But it has to do what we might call world building, which we learned from Octavia Butler, who is not getting roasted in any form. No. But perhaps no. Horace Walpole could have taken some notes. Indeed. I think that's fair to say. Um, And well, that said, I, I don't even know which one I'm going to pick here, except I sort of do. But I have to, in my heart of hearts, toast Ira Levine for the beauty and terror that is Rosemary's Baby uh, and Aww. his other books and um, The Stepford Wives, which should be called The Stepford Husbands, because Rosemary's Baby taught us so many things. It taught us neighbors are terrifying. It taught us <laughs> babies, terrifying. It reminded us redheads, terrifying. We already knew that. <laughs> old buildings scary as fuck uh Uh, guys named guy don't get involved with those people guys named guy who are actors how much worse could you possibly get (laughs) it teaches us the things that you should be frightened of and i think for that reason it's got to be my first pick my favorite. Totally agree. I was really i really enjoyed reading that i think it was my favorite of our, our halloween episodes I mean, oh, I don't know that yeah. Walpole, I didn't hate it. I just thought it was a piece of trash. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it was a fun episode, <laughs> but I mean, it's like, it, it's a fun episode, but a terrible book. Whereas uh, Rosemary's Baby, it's it's also a really good book. You know? Yeah, it is a good book. And it's an excellent movie, which I know, like, fuck Roman Polanski, no defenses of him. But like, it's a really, really good movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it know. is. It is. I mean, and, and indeed, fuck. Fuck, fuck Roman Polanski. I think that's that's a very good uh, position for the podcast to take. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I'm comfortable with that. No, certainly I will raise a glass of of Satan's jizz to Rosemary's Baby. <laughs> mm. I don't and doing that. it, you know, that's 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 my my toast. Mm-hmm. Here's to it. All right, Katie. Goblet of blood. If this is about uh, Charles Dickens, I'm going to spit into the microphone. It's about Charles Dickens, Megan. So Dickens, Dickens is good. And no, like <laughs> nobody thinks that. That is absolutely not true. Zero people <laughs> think that Dickens is good. I my freshman year, we have keep bringing up freshman year English, and I just remember that I read A Tale of Two Cities and was so angry. Read fucking Bleak House or Great Expectations. Don't read A Tale of Two Cities. I didn't have a choice. This was assigned. Also, Bleak House is long. Yeah, yeah, it's right. Pretty yes. bleak. Yeah, and it's yes. pretty bleak. And I am a C twenty scholar because I will read Invisible Man, and that's it. That's oh, the page. Uh, count. Ulysses. Sorry, didn't I? Don't know where that came from. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's? Ulysses is t- very funny. <laughs> 
And take it easy on old old Chuck D there. I mean, <laughs> what did he ever do to you? Bleak House. That's <laughs> what he ever did to you. That's what he ever did to me. Anyway, sorry. Why are you talking about Charles Dickens and why you love him? Well, I'm going to make a toast to, to Scrooge. I'm going to make a toast to Scrooge. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Nice. A man whose greatest wish is simply to be left the fuck alone. And for everyone to stop turning the goddamn lights on and wasting the electricity. Mm-hmm. Yep. A man who scorns love, who does not fuck and makes it perfectly clear to everyone that he meets. Mm-hmm. Whose dead best friend comes directly from the sex dungeon to haunt him. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> all yep. sorts of. All chains. All, all chains. Who. Who says that he had often heard that Marley had no bowels, but never believed it <laughs> until now. He also eats only oatmeal, so like he has an excellent digestive system. Uh, yeah, yes, he's regular, regular as hell. Yes, high fiber. Um, yeah. And uh, really, at the end of the day, what he finds is that being nice is worth a gazillion bucks. <laughs> and you know what? That's true. Got to get your green. <laughs> exactly. So I'm going to toast to Scrooge, a man who I won't bother by contacting him in any way. Won't email him or write to him or ask him for anything. Yeah, that would I'm be the gonna... worst thing that could happen. Don't get in touch. It's... No, <laughs> I won't be getting in touch. But just know that from afar. I'll be raising my glass of weak old wine that's been sitting out on a table <laughs> to you. Delish. Hear, hear. Do it. Okay. I'd like to roast almost everything about this novel, but we only have so much time together. So <laughs> I'm about to roast Dracula. First, I would, of course, like to just kind of go through greatest hits of roastable items. Number one is Jonathan Harker our main character, our train complainer, our dork about schedules, our nerd about maps. An amazing man <laughs> who really gets the novel off to the races. And by that, I mean, he talks about which races he likes the best. He also talks about paprika. Um, yes. Any sort of spice. Bad opinions. Any sort of spice is uh, is is suspect, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a, well, he's a you know late nineteenth century Irish British guy, so yeah, he he, he sure is. But he also um, hangs out with an aristocrat, well, a cowboy, an aristocrat, and a weird Dutch scientist. He's got some cool friends. I'll say that. I love that cowboy. But even though I'm I'm gonna roast the novel as a whole, I would like uh, uh, to Harker. I also kind of want to toast it too. It's a, it's a real classic roast toast because really what this novel is, is spy versus spy, mm-hmm. but it's not two spies. <laughs> it's a, it's a bunch of stupid guys and an old vampire who smells like shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. It, it, well, I, when you said spy versus spy too, I'm thinking like, you mean spy versus spy, that video game from the eighties that is just like two <laughs> oh. idiot, like, like cartoon characters, <laughs> like trying to fuck <laughs> each other up with like ridiculously large bobs and stuff like that. That's kind of where it's kind of where we got, it's kind of sort of where we ended up. 
I also want to toast to toast our author here because he ma- he included a plot point about in Dracula about a guy in a graveyard who blew his own head off because his mom was being too much of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yep. Which is really it's really uh, quite incredible. And even though I have slightly roasted Dracula, I'd also like to toast him too because Dracula, everyone in this book got their dick kicked in completely by you (laughs) count Mm -hmm. and at the end they had to kill you by riding around on a sled like a bunch of holiday figurines dicking around in the cold (laughs) so really you are the winner here good sir (laughs) indeed Indeed. tristan Uh, you want to take a go yeah sure for rose uh i mean you know there are a few like obvious ones like fucking hamming i mean i could talk about like ernest Hemingway and why he sucks and i also kind of shamefully like him uh all day (laughs) Um, (laughs) i feel uh, both of those things jack kerouac but it's like it's like shooting fish in a barrel and feels a little unfair honestly uh sorry it is so what i've got to but I am gonna roast Robinson Crusoe for a few oh. reasons. I, I know because this is this is like my fucking bread and butter. I've taught that novel yeah, so many times. Yeah, I, I always have things to say about it. But I mean, it's also like there are a few reasons why I'm going to roast it. One, it is much dumber than Defoe himself, right? Like that's one of the things that pisses <laughs> me off true. about it. Is it's like this is a guy who has like pretty interesting political thoughts about things and actually was capable of writing really compelling novels and yet chose not to. Uh, like he, what he wanted to do, although Megan thinks the lists are boring and that's that's wrong. Um, I, I'm more. <laughs> <laughs> the, the lists, the lists are like great. It's like playing. Oh, yeah, that's video. everybody thinks lists are great. It's like playing one of those video games where you run around collecting shit, and you know, I I kind of like those. Um, Hell yeah! I, I, I though, however, because it, it's big it, you Zelda know. energy coming out of Robinson Crusoe. What's that? <laughs> big Zelda energy. Yeah, that's right. Um, i mean that's so generous megan this is a minecraft situation we have <laughs> oh you're right i'm sorry this is a minecraft situation but i roasted it because uh it is just fucking imperialist drivel uh you know it despite the fact that it, it, it like it actually gives itself some opportunities to not just do that and yet doesn't and ends up just being the foundational text of uh liberal and imperialism of, of what became the british empire so fuck off um and defoe why, why didn't you just write roxana like just start with that yeah. that would have just been better you know <laughs> so that's true <laughs> Uh, so yeah, but I will not, I'm still going to, you know, keep talking about and writing about that novel because it's, it's horrible in a way that lets me say a lot of things about it. So, um, Oh, are are you going to toast to the goats though? Yeah. Well, actually, yes. Good, good point. I should toast to the goats. Uh, goats are hilarious. Um, seriously, uh, goats are a kind of animal that, and ask, ask my wife this, she'll roll her eyes and say, yeah, this is true. If I see a goat, I will just start laughing. Because they're fucking ridiculous. They're hilarious. They're awesome. And there are a hundred and thousand goats in that novel. (laughs) Tristan, remember how there's also a handmade canoe in that book? What position are you going to take? I mean, it's well, that actually kind of gets me to my toast. I've got to be be honest. Uh, It's, it's, you know, it's a a canoe. It's fine, but it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't really get me going. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's not like you'll read it three times like the Patrick O'Brien novels. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, which brings me to my toast. Uh, there are so many good things that we could that we could we could toast. Uh, Frankenstein, our first uh, our first episode, which was both a terrific episode and uh, an amazing novel. And Mary Shelley is so much more interesting than her dipshit husband, who fine his politics were pretty good and he's a good poet, but he sucks. Uh, she was great. Frankenstein's awesome. Tristan, um, is it true that he like washed ashore like after three days of being in the river? Uh, it wasn't the river. It was off the coast of Italy. Did he ever? I I don't know if he ever washed ashore. I, he might oh. have just. He might have just. He might still be down at the bottom of the Davy Jones's uh, locker. Yeah, down at the bottom of the Mediterranean, like near Sardinia or wherever the fuck it was. Um, That's a let's real go find way him. to go. Yeah. <laughs> but, Better uh, but, red Guba trip. <laughs> <laughs> go find the right on the kid. high seas. A <laughs> no, I should I should know this. I should know whether he washed up or not, but I just I don't. So write us angry letters, uh, please. Um, but we love no, the attention. We do, we do. Um, no, I I am going to toast uh, Billy Bud after the many Melville uh, choices that I have uh, because in, in the way that Robinson Crusoe is a bad ship novel, Billy Bud is a great ship novel, and it had something for oh, yeah. for all of us. It has lots of butts, right? <laughs> <laughs> My favorite uh, thing. It has some butts in it. Uh, yeah, it, it had many, uh, many, uh, very fancifully described because they're not dirty sick. Six months of sweat covered butts uh is would actually they're 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 juice they're juicy buns in every <laughs> way they can be i'm just uh, gonna note because i looked this up and i'm sorry to like in- break the fourth wall here but shelly's body did in fact wash ashore okay and was okay. cremated right. on the beach okay well all well, right uh, I booked non-refundable, so <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna have to go to Italy. That sounds yeah. non-terrible. That that's great. Now that you say that, I feel like I I did like I remembered this, uh, but particularly the beach cremation. But but that, thank you, thank you, Wikipedia and, and and Megan. You know what? That's the only resource that you need to be a professional researcher. And absolutely, I'm now on record yeah. having said that because they can't take my degree from me. <laughs> no, no, they can't. Um, but so, yeah, Billy Bud, uh, it, it's got butts for Megan. Katie, I know you stand Mel, all of Melville, which I, I mean, I do too. And yep. I would just like to once again plug the HMS Bellipoden, which is a phenomenal third rate ship of the line. It's like, I honestly could just read that that descriptions of the ship and not read the rest of the, the novel or novella because it's great. Um, and Herman Melville generally, yeah, big stand as as, as, as are we all. I my poor brain, like I know my brain is fondue because of quarantine anyway. But I just heard you say a third rate. That's all I heard. Um, do you want me to? I can tell you about the classifications and rating system of the Royal Navy. If you like. So okay, so a first rate ship. Of <laughs> <laughs> it had to do with how many guns they had on board. Okay, all right. But. Okay. <laughs> Of course it did. Of course it did, by the way. I thought it had to do with how many butts it had on board, in which case I <laughs> well, it did, actually, it. because, yeah, the, the first rate had the most butts, and then the third, it would, but still, I mean, third rate's, it's still like 600, 650 butts, so. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that's 650 that's... butts perish today 650 <laughs> butts trapped aboard a wooden <laughs> ship <laughs> sailing across the equator yeah lo- lovely lovely place <laughs> oh yeah 
that's that's i mean i'm just really looking forward to that kind of a our newspaper article <laughs> <laughs> well okay i i just i'm sorry to both of you but i have to i have to rip on louisa may alcott i can't <gasps> I'm gonna I gotta step out (laughs) I can't believe I read that book I can't believe I read it again and I was like this is maudlin trash I can't believe that you want to fight me (laughs) if I I wanted to fight you I would bring up Nathaniel Hawthorne (laughs) that's true I also believe this is the episode where you, uh, so Katie and I, we were both being girls as though that's a pejorative. And then with the outsiders, yeah. uh, it's a total weak fest. So I don't want to hear any more about that literature <sighs> and tears and like what that implies. Yeah. About this something. is a veil of tears, actually, so is the outsider summary. But like, <laughs> this is, this is like, I have just, how do I learn to love sentimental fiction if this is going to be my object? I can't, like, I can't do it. I can't, I can't. What if we ever, what if we read Uncle Tom's Cabin? I might quit. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, it's just the same book as, okay, what's the difference between Little Women and The Outsiders? Oh, long hair? No, that's not it. Oh, uh, trying to make do in the absence of parents? Uh, seems like they both fit the bill um, extremely cheesy dialogue that tracks for both, both of them there we go uh, there's no amy in the outsiders uh, there's no world's shittiest fourth sister i don't know i bet you could find an amy amongst the the socias and the outsiders that's not fair you can't pick from among the socias <laughs> okay but i think that's actually a knock on the outsiders because amy is cool if you'll recall <laughs> <laughs> i've seen like four movie versions and i'm pretty sure that's not true i mean like okay so she gallivants about europe she manipulates her old bitch relative she um aside from the sociopathic act that uh, of manuscript burning oh she steals her sister's boyfriend kinda i mean yeah, yeah that's true she she's a, a a DGAF I don't know goody good girl. She's a monster. Also in that book, somebody drops a piano on Beth. <laughs> <laughs> it's like there's a Looney Tunes moment in the middle of this incredibly sappy book, and I don't understand. Wait, <laughs> wait, did, did somebody dr- did, drop a piano on her? Yeah. Isn't that what happens in that book? I, I don't. Are Are you thinking of the Three Stooges? <laughs> yeah. Wait, am I thinking of the Three Stooges? Oh no, she dies of fucking scarlet fever, and you know why that sucks? It would have been way better if somebody dropped a piano on her, which totally could have oh, happened no. because they gave her a piano. Beth, Beth <laughs> is Beth is also, as we established on the show, a fucking psychopath. Like, yes. Yeah, with like baby dolls made out like, of made out of old hair or something. Like she's the she's the she's the uh, you know she she's the sad like sick sister. But then it's like yeah, you know the bunnies. I starved them to death or whatever the fuck the animal is that she just stops <laughs> feeding. Yeah, she is like the meat. She's like the if Lenny actually had ill will, that's Beth. But. She's like. Kathy Bates is the hero in misery. <laughs> Ever think of that? But look, I cried a lot in that book, and I am absolutely not ashamed of that. I 
Yeah. I can't say girls because that's sexist or something, I guess. But <laughs> you guys are well, whatever. Hey, I am a girl. If that's if if crying about holding in your anger until you want to explode but praying to Jesus to make it go away makes you a girl, then I'm a girl. If crying <laughs> about a weirdo 14-year-old who's not real dying of a of a largely eradicated disease makes you a girl, then sign me up for being a girl. If having an orange for Christmas makes you a girl, then, well, you get it. <laughs> oh, right, an orange for Christmas. God, this is just... Yeah. It's worse you all like the time, it. you guys. Yeah. <laughs> well. This will not help that I toast uh, Robert Graves. Even though um, I didn't happen to be there to record, I must toast every evil, psychopathic character in that book starting with Livia moving through Caligula and Tiberius and also the Roman Empire generally mm -hmm. and how terrible it was but also poisony grandmas what is mm -hmm. better in the history of literature than that 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 was a fun one that, that was a fun one I loved listening oh. to it I just was very sad not to be included because I was probably like trying to figure out how to be like keeping my kid alive yes <laughs> That's yeah, you're, you're old pro at that now right yeah. well she's still alive so i don't know that's, if i'm an old pro hey. but that's still good Hey, with a four-year-old up to that's that's enough, <laughs> that's, that's enough. <laughs> it's an achievement she's also like uh she's not you know she's uh climbing onto high uh surfaces yet which I yeah. am aware is like a new uh, that that's a forthcoming version of you know having no respect for your own life. Yeah, we we anchored all our bookshelves uh, when when we moved in here when he wasn't doing that, but now we're like, oh, that was fucking smart. Yeah, <laughs> Bully those things fair. to the wall. But well. uh, Robert Graves, nonetheless, is that book is so good. I just like every moment of it. I love the BBC miniseries and I understand that neither of you have still seen Caligula. No, I still, I do really want to see that. It's gross. I mean, it's great, but it's also no, like, I, no, I know. I mean, yeah, nobody really but, signs up for surprise porn. Yeah. Yeah. You know, no, no and I, and I love that. Like they cast all these, <laughs> they cast all these like idea. mainstream actors. Yes. Like, and, but we're like, we're just going to keep the fact that this is hardcore porn on the DL and just kind of splice that in there. Yeah, you're hopping along <laughs> being like, yeah, Helen Mirren's fucking boss. I love her, Helen Mirren, boopity boopity boop. And then you're like, hardcore porn. Yep. Just uh, a the total 70s. surprise. The 1970s. <laughs> it's what so a time. good. I hope to grow up to be uh, someone who poisons the nephews and or cousins of my eighth husband, to whom I am almost certainly related. <laughs> I I love that for you, Megan. I believe in it. <laughs> you believe in that journey? Yeah, I do. <sighs> I really do. I can't believe we're going to be girls like this, but we let's just toast to our our one year anniversary as a podcast. 
Yeah, this uh, on, on July 14th, uh, Bastille Day, uh, which, you know, was definitely picked <laughs> to launch our, uh, no reason. our Socialist Lit podcast. No, I, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, this is so much fun. Uh, you know, I am, as, I am as excited to do this as I was when we were planning it uh, way back when. And uh, no, I mean, this is great. I, I've, and I've said before, like on the show also, you know, on, to anyone who will listen that this is by far the most rewarding pr- uh, creative thing that I've ever worked on. Um, and also just anything and in any way adjacent to my quote unquote scholarship. Uh, this is great. I also, I love our listeners. I love hearing from our listeners um, and you guys are the best. Uh, yes. I, I love, I love you both very much. <laughs> and uh, yeah, this, this is awesome. I've also learned that, like, if I had it all to do over again, I would just quit, quit your PhD and do a podcast with your friends. This is like the PSA that I'm going to deliver today because absolutely, you will learn almost as much, but it'll be four thousand times more fun, and you don't have to write bullshit that nobody reads. No, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, it's the That's best. Fair. You're both the best, and quit your PhD. i'd like to toast both of you uh tristan to me you are like a boat and (laughs) that is so kind katie (laughs) but not like a ship damn oh Oh, no you're like a ship okay okay uh, you'll see why i not canoe nor yacht nor boat but ship no tristan to me, you are like a dignified seafaring vessel, the ship. <laughs> and Megan, to me, you are like a butt in a good way. Amazing compliments. Thank you. Because together, the butt, the the wind of the butt. propels the ship of the pod that the the this this ship of pod that tristan represents and embodies and together you're the wind beneath my wings on the sea but okay (laughs) why thank you but in all sincerity you both are hilarious and brilliant and this is really the most fun thing in the whole wide world and uh i just adore both of you megan you were my host at perspective student day my (laughs) first friend in grad school i know how crazy is that i feel a little guilty that i was like you probably should go to grad school (laughs) sucked me into this life and now you're forced to podcast with me for all eternity (laughs) Uh, you pass me rude notes in seminar and always be so special to me and and tristan if you'll recall i was your i was your ta yes that's right (laughs) the memorable memorable class which truly exploded my brain uh in every way and i must say that uh that was when i truly found out uh, how very hilarious you are, true. Which was a joy, and what an excellent, what an excellent teacher, also as you are on the pod. Uh, 
love you both. Um, I'll stop being a fucking cheese ball now. <laughs> but, uh, you know, hard emojis. Well, I, now I feel like a turd. I just, I just have to throw it there. Uh, that no, I also uh, that you you are a great TA, uh, which makes teaching <laughs> which makes teaching a lot a lot a lot better. I'm just saying, I'm like, nothing is worse than a TA than having a TA who just kind of like stares at you like expressionless the whole class. You know. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's the best. You definitely want someone who's quietly judging you and isn't a student, so you can't give them a punitive grade. Yeah, yeah, no, that you're right. That's yeah, it's it's it, well, it's incentive is what it is. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I always look at teaching as just waiting for somebody to judge me, <laughs> so I can then take it out on them because it's really teaching is definitely about me. Well. That's wonderful. And you're both wonderful. And I love you both. And I can't believe I'm saying that on a podcast that people listen to and it's in public. <laughs> and you say you don't love the sentimental novel. Uh, well, I again, like it's more like the cuddles of the outsiders. <laughs> it's really great. So um, just as a to- as a brief preview we so next season we have a ton of cool stuff lined up we're doing some halloween and christmas episodes we have some dope ass guests coming on and our first three episodes are ragged dick uh james baldwin's go tell it on the mountain and a spectacular on tristram shandy which i think all three of us are just like jumping for joy and i'm not being sarcastic i love the no, shit out of that novel no, it's amazing it is it is <laughs> so one good. of the greatest novels in english i will absolutely say that and also uh i didn't not not name my that was three negatives i don't know quite what that means uh <laughs> but I, I did not not uh you know think that like that tristram would be a cool cool name for for my son so <laughs> <laughs> My child is me, so I can name me whatever I want. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Uh, So please, if you're new to listening, go back with Frankenstein. Also, um, I think Rob Roy is one of our very best episodes and Pride and Prejudice. So Mm -hmm. jump around, get to know us and our love for things like butts and Jesus (laughs) and boats. And Um, each other. You said it, Megan. (laughs) Why am I here? Uh, and this was my idea. That sucks. Uh, <laughs> okay. So, um, and we're coming back uh, middle of September and um, we have, yeah, got some great stuff in store. So please come back, listen to our old episodes. They're funny. And then while we're on our break, we are redoing our review promo from last fall So if you rate and write a review of our humble podcast, we will send you better than dead themed buttons and stickers. So for the buttons, we will send you a little one inch punk rock button that says book jerk and another that is an image of Frankenstein's creation and it says large adult son. And for the stickers, you also get two and one of them is our logo and the other is a heart shaped one that says, I like you more than Trotsky. (laughs) <laughs> so um, it's so good uh, so all you need to do to get your hands on the stuff is send a screenshot of you posting your review to betterredpodcast at gmail.com along with the address you'd like us to mail your stuff to um, this is cool stuff and people will want to know 
why you like them more than Trotsky. And it maybe you don't, but you should explain it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be advertising it whether you like it or not. So True. end of season two, this has been Better Than Dead. You can find Tristan on Twitter at TJ Schweiger. You can find Katie on Twitter at Katie Crywo. You can find me on Twitter at Tesslersaurus. You can find the show on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Better Ed Pod, R-E-A-D, and email us at betteredpodcast at gmail.com. Particularly if you have stuff that you want us to read for next season, our lineup is not completely finished, so we are very open. Sort of, no, uh, David Foster Wallace? Uh, <laughs> our intro music is Left Bronstein by the Redskins and used with their permission. Our logo was created by Jane Bonsack of JB Design and Content. Please, again, rate, review, and subscribe and get some cool stuff in the mail. We'll be back in September. Thanks, comrades. When I have a brand new hairdo With my eyelashes all in curve I float as 